Okay, welcome back to Bible Brace. This is lesson 25 of our study through the Gospel of John. Just want to encourage you guys, if you have not listened to our intro to Bible study episode and lessons one through 24, to go ahead and do that and catch up. That way you'll be on the same page, literally, and you'll be able to join us and know what we're talking about. For those that have done that, welcome to lesson 25. I did realize that I got a little excited last week and got a little (laughs) ahead of myself. And so today we're going to be going back and reminding ourselves of some things, um, making sure we build out that foundation a little bit more for this phase of the ministry of Jesus before we head into the Samaritan woman at the well again and really explore all that to its fullest. And so before we even get to Samaria, there are other gospel passages that reference Jesus and his leaving for Galilee. And so we've been mainly in the book of John the last week or so, last couple weeks, because remember, John kind of fills out this parentheses of the ministry of Jesus that the other gospel writers just skip over and they go right into other aspects of the ministry of Jesus. And what's kind of cool is from what we understand, John the apostle was there with Jesus for this ministry phase. And so it's really neat to see things that he would remember and that he would be able to recount. Matthew was a disciple of Jesus who wrote the gospel of Matthew, but he was called later. We'll see that as we get into the gospels. Luke was not a disciple of Jesus. He was a physician that wrote Luke and Acts to Theophilus. He like gathered these accounts and wrote them all down and sent them to Theophilus. And that's where we get Luke and Acts. Now, Luke probably interviewed individuals that were involved in these events and had very good information, probably it's believed mostly from Paul because of how he knows about the ministry of Paul in the book of Acts. But then Mark was most likely John Mark, we believe, from the Gospels, who's featured later in the ministry of Jesus and then early in the ministry of Paul and Barnabas, and then again later in the ministry of Paul. And he goes through some interesting growth and change uh, in his own right. But John Mark, or Mark, who wrote the book of Mark, we believe, would most likely also have gotten these events from interviews. And stuff that he was there for, obviously, we know that Mark was able to capture that a little bit better than other writers. For example, the young man that follows the disciples in Jesus into the garden was probably John Mark because his gospel is the only one that mentions him having gone out in just a towel because he was probably sleeping and saw them leave and follow them. And then he ends up leaving his towel in the garden and running out, running off naked. And he's the only one that tells us that. And so probably was him. So it's just kind of interesting to see these little excerpts from the life of these men who really lived and the Holy Spirit is leading them to recount different details than others would about the same ministry of Jesus. And so it just gives you a more full-bodied look at that and the different focus that they each have, which we might get into in a study in the future. But, you know, John's gospel theme, we know from our previous study, he says he writes it so that we would believe in that by believing we would have life in the name of Jesus. And so that is his goal. That is his focus and what he shares and what he recounts. And so it's just special to see the way that John is able to share these details of the early ministry of Jesus in ways that other gospel writers don't. So that being said, before Jesus gets to Samaria, when we were in 
chapter 3, verses 22 plus, we saw that Jesus and his disciples were in the region of Judea and Judean territory baptizing. And there's that interaction with John the Baptist and his disciples. And then when Jesus decides that he's going to leave, so chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus knows that the Pharisees are hearing about him making and baptizing more disciples than John. He leaves Judea and departs again for Galilee. And it was necessary for him to go through Samaria, so through verse 4 of chapter 4. So then let's look at some of the other gospel accounts of this transition in the mind of Jesus, this change in his location. Matthew 4.12 also references this. And it says, Now when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. This gives us a little caveat that we didn't know yet, that John the Baptist is arrested around this time. So that's kind of interesting. There's a little hyperlink G here after arrested in my Lexham English Bible. And if I click on it, it says literally had been handed over. Now, when you hear that John had been handed over, he would turn to Galilee. That's kind of interesting. So now we're getting a little bit of motivation here almost that he was given up. So let's see if the other gospel accounts speak more to this. By the way, before we leave Matthew, we can see that verse 11 that comes right before this in Matthew chapter four is the end of the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. And then he goes right into this phase in the ministry of Jesus. So again, we see there's quite a bit of stuff that happened between the temptation of Jesus and this phase in his ministry. And Matthew kind of moves on to other things. It's just not his ministry focus when he is recounting the life of Christ. So it's kind of interesting. All right, so Matthew 4.12 talks about this phase. Let's go to Mark 1.14. Mark 1.14. All right. And so here, again, if we go to verse 13, we see that Mark is going from the temptation of Jesus right into this area too. So 14 says, and after John had been taken into custody... Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the gospel. And then this uses the same word for have been taken into custody. If you use the hyperlink here, E after custody in this passage, it says literally have been handed over. So again, this, this seems to imply, and maybe we're reading more into the passage than we need to, but this seems to imply that the religious leaders handed John the Baptist over. Because he had quite a following and of loyal followers we see from other passages we are looking at. So that's kind of interesting. Let's go ahead and go lastly to Luke 4, 14 and see what Luke has to say about this. Luke sometimes gives little nuggets of information more so than other gospel writers do. So Luke is coming into this again from the temptation of Jesus. Verse 13 says, and when the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until a favorable time. And then verse 14 says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and news about him went out throughout all the surrounding region. And he began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by all. So this doesn't mention the arrest of John the Baptist. Interesting. So one of the gospels that we were in earlier talked about the arrest of John the Baptist, and it gave more information about that. And then it kind of went backwards to talk about the baptism of Jesus. Was that John that we are in that gave us that account? Let's go ahead and go to John 2, the end of chapter 2. This is around the time that that was happening, I think. 
This is him cleansing the temple in chapter two, the wedding at Cana. And this is Jesus calling his first disciples. Okay. John doesn't seem to reference this happening. Let's go ahead and go back to Matthew and let's go before the temptation of Jesus and see if he's the one who referenced this. All right. John the Baptist ministry is in Matthew chapter three. Baptism of Jesus starts at verse 13. And then we go right into the temptation of Jesus. So it's not Matthew. Let's go ahead and go to Mark real quick. All right. Let's see here. Mark's talking about John the Baptist pretty quickly here, right in chapter one. And then verse nine talks about the actual baptism. And then he goes right into the temptation of Jesus. So let's go to Luke real quick again and see maybe earlier in Luke, we find this Luke four. Let's go earlier. That talks about the genealogy of Jesus. Oh, here we go. Okay. So chapter three, starting around uh, verse 18, is talking about John the Baptist. So with many other exhortations also, he proclaimed good news to the people. But Herod, the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him concerning Herodias, his brother's wife, and concerning all the evil deeds that Herod had done, added this also to them all. He also locked up John in prison. Okay, so Herod is locking up John in prison But then it says in verse 21, now it happened that when all the people were being baptized, Jesus also was baptized. So this is, Luke was the one that did that, where he kind of talked about what's going to happen. And then he went backwards a little bit and talked about the the baptism of Jesus, which happened before that. So I'm just curious, let's go to Luke in our study Bible and see if there's anything else here about Herod the Tetrarch, because Herod is Jewish from what I remember. Luke, see Luke 3, Luke 3. Verse 19, let's see if there's a footnote here. It says, reproved for Herodias. And then it says, see note on Matthew 14, 3. Oh, so Matthew, later in Matthew, apparently we have more information about this. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse 3. That says, for Herod, okay, wait, I'll start at one. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus And he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. And then there's a footnote here that says his, some manuscripts have his brother's wife. And then verse four says, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. That makes sense if it is his brother's wife, why it wouldn't have been lawful for him to have her. Verse 5 says, and though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. So again, this gives that feeling that it's not people that are handing him over to Herod. This seems like, and we're reading into this a little bit, but it seems like maybe the religious leaders were a part of this arrest of John the Baptist too. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in prison and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl and she brought it to her mother and his disciples came and took the body and buried it. And they went and told Jesus. That's interesting. So the John the Baptist disciples were still following John the Baptist again, which I think is kind of interesting because 
Jesus is the one John the Baptist was pointing to. So why are these men still kind of hanging out with John the Baptist? It's interesting. And then they buried it and they went and told Jesus. So at least they saw the connection there that Jesus was a part of this. Okay, then the footnote here says, 14.1's footnote in our MacArthur Study Bible says, this was Herod Antipas, ruler of Galilee. Oh, so he lived in the Galilee region. He ruled it. And that's the area that Jesus is going back to. That's the area that most of the disciples are from and Jesus is from too. Well, he's from now and he's not like from fully. One of the four rulers of a divided region, after the death of Herod the Great, Palestine had been divided among his sons. Elsewhere, Matthew refers to Herod as king, because that was the title by which he was known among the Galileans. And then 14.3 says Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Herodias was the daughter of Aristobulus. (laughs) What an unfortunate name. Another son of Herod the Great. So when she married Philip, she was marrying her own father's brother. What? That's gross. Her own father's brother. So she married her uncle Philip. What precipitated the arrest of John the Baptist was that Herod Antipas, another of Herodias's uncles, talked Herodias into leaving her husband, his brother, in order to marry him. Mark 6, 17 talks about that. Thus compounding the incest as well as violating Leviticus eighteen sixteen. John was outraged that a ruler in Israel would commit such a sin openly, so he rebuked Herod severely. We see that in verse 14, 4 of Matthew. For this he was imprisoned and later killed. Then we see Mark 6, 14 through 29 mentions this too. So let's look at that really quick. Mark 6, 14, 29. Okay, this is talking about the death of John the Baptist again. So it's just going over the same account. All right, and that just goes over more about the same thing. Okay, basically. Interesting. So this section about John the Baptist, just we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because when Jesus leaves Galilee, John the Baptist has is not dead yet, right? He's still alive. He just It's just that he was freshly imprisoned. Now, some would think that in this situation that it would make sense for Jesus to leave the region that is getting a little hot, right? Because from looking at our map last time, we know that John the Baptist was probably baptizing a little bit north of where Jesus was probably baptizing. He would have been closer to Galilee and Jesus would have been like further down the Jordan to where he had to cut across a region of Samaria to visit the woman at the well before going into Galilee. So if we think about John the Baptist's arrest causing Jesus to leave that area, Really, he's like heading into Galilee, which is what Herod was tetrarch over. So I don't know what town Herod's living in, but it seems like instead of going away from trouble, he's heading into it. So it's kind of interesting. And Jesus also said, it also says that because he knew that the Pharisees were hearing he was baptizing more than John had been, that was part of his motivation for going in further into Galilee. And maybe we're just assuming some things here, but it does seem interesting that John the Baptist was handed over to Herod. Maybe the Pharisees were getting a little jelly and, uh, you know, allowed for him to be arrested or accommodated that in some way. And then around this time, Jesus is actually gaining popularity over John the Baptist. And he knows the Pharisees are hearing about that. And he goes further into Galilee. So it's kind of interesting. We are a little over. I apologize, but we'll be right back in lesson 26.